Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist-turned-entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. It is the five-time show, let your boo begin, where we drop knowledge bombs for you in Portland. Teach the proven systems to make your ends, so you can produce the greenery like all the Oregon. Sue will call you Franklin, cause you got Benjamins. We'll call you Ben Pearl, cause you just bought a Benz. And then you'll be bragging to your wife and kids that your wallet's overweight, but it used to be thin. Thumbs away, this is play broadcasted with the Zen, with the focus locked in like San Quentin. Can I get a B to the O, O to the M? You've heard the rumors, he is I, and I is him. He be the Z, and I be the C. Now it's teaching business skills from Clay to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. The goal of this show is to help you score. Right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Imagine what it would be like to be raised in a family where your father uh, goes to prison and your mother raises you as a single mom. Imagine what it would be like to then have the dream to play professional basketball, but to grow to the height, the maximum height as a as a high school senior of five foot three, and despite your small stature, you have a massive heart. You're absolutely committed to your craft. Your mom believes in you. And imagine what it would feel like to then be recruited by Wake Forest, where you play basketball from 1983 to 1987. Imagine what it would feel like to be drafted 12th overall in the NBA draft when you are, in fact, the shortest player in the history of the National Basketball Association. My friends, if you've ever felt like you are fighting against the wind, you're fighting against the momentum, you feel like you the odds are against you, you feel like you're the underdog, you're absolutely going to love this interview with, uh, with my friend and our, our, our guest, Tyrone Curtis Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues played 14 seasons in the National Basketball Association. He played 10 seasons with the Charlotte Hornets. He also played with the Washington Bullets, the Golden State Warriors, and the Toronto Raptors. I, I'm just telling you, this guy, after retiring from the NBA, has devoted his entire life to mentoring up people who uh, and coaching people who think it's not possible to do well in the game of life. This interview is, is filled with uh, a lot of great dialogue, and I, I just am super excited for you to meet the myth, the legend, the man, the guru, Tyrone Curtis, Muggsy Bogues. With any further ado, our exclusive interview with Tyrone Muggsy Bogues. Hello, Muggsy. Hey, how's it going? Well, I am honored to talk to you, man. I remember cheering for when it was you and Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson and uh, the Hornets. And it, it, I just, uh, I, I am amazed at your your career. You played uh, in the NBA for over a decade. And yet you were the, the, the shortest man in the NBA with probably the biggest heart. So I want to ask you, did you actually believe that you would play in the NBA when you were playing in high school? Well, it was a dream. You know, I had dreamt of that one day possibly. But uh, at that time, you know, you were just thinking about getting to the next level. And uh, the next level was college and, you know, proven stages, trying to, you know, break down the barriers. But uh, it was always a dream. Well, you know, I, I'd read, and again, you don't know how much is, is true what you find on the Internet, but I'd read that you were raised by a single mom, 
and that you, she basically had a big impact on your life. And for a lot of the listeners out there, we deal with mostly entrepreneurs who listen to our show, who own businesses, and they're fighting against the odds to become successful. Uh, what what role did your mom have in your life in terms of inspiring you or encouraging you that you could do it? Oh, well, she yeah, she was the most impactful person in my life. Uh, she was my hero. Uh, which you alluded to, being a single blind, most of my adult life, I'm on my younger life, younger days. I just witnessed her um, go back to school once my pops got put in prison, uh, having four kids, not wanting to be, you know, put on welfare. She felt like, you know, she when she dropped out of school in, in, in 11th grade, she felt the means that going back to, to get her the GD, her diploma, um, so she can get a job and and be, you know, and provide for her family. And, you know, by being so young and witness all that and seeing how your mother, you know, was determined to, you know, to do well, I mean, to do better for her family, it just inspired me to make sure that I did well, you know, the environment that I came from. And uh, you can easily get easily influenced and get caught up and get into some negative things. But, you know, uh, but the positive influence that, Witnessing by my mom's is, you know, it was, it was just a, a means of not even thinking to go that route. Now, I had read that when you played in high school at Dunbar, three of your teammates went on to play in the NBA as well. And I've also read that you um, were were kind of known as the leader in a lot of the on a lot of the basketball teams that you played on. Uh, did you did you believe that three other of your teammates would go on to play in the NBA? And were, were you kind of like the the leader of the team in high school as well as the NBA? Well, we yeah, we had a a great high school uh, crew back then. Um, you know, we all grew up together. You know, we all pretty much uh, grew up in different um, uh, different neighborhoods, but probably a, a two mile radius. But one another, we competed. Reggie and I grew up in the same uh, project, so. David and the other Reggie Lords, may rest in peace. Um, that was always, you know, someone we always competed against, and we were just fortunate and blessed to go to the same high school and created one that, as they say, one of the best high school that's ever been assembled. Um, that was orchestrated by Mr. Robert Bob Wade. Um, but it was, you know, we always felt that these guys had big, you know, aspiration, big ambitions of doing something, you know, beyond college and high school, um, and then their dreams was to make it to the NBA. And history was made when three of us was able to go in the same draft in 87, which already having, you know, a former teammate that was playing for the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, prior to that. So that was just a, a great, you know, testament of each one of us, uh, our character, our determination to make it through you know, the adversity that we were faced with growing up. Well, you know, since you've retired, it seems as though you've focused a lot of your attention on mentoring kids and coaching kids and really uh, being the mentor that a lot of people uh, don't have. Why are you so passionate about, about coaching and mentoring today? I mean, what, why is that something you've decided to spend so much of your time doing? Well, I think that's, uh, you know, that was the God gift that, you know, he instilled in me, you know, and having that heart and that understanding, you know, how to pass it forward. And I've uh, been able to do the things that I was able to do throughout my career. Um, and now having, you know, these youngsters that's coming through, that information is always the key. And, you know, and, and they, you know, they're asking for it. So, you know, for me to be, um, you know, to just be able to, you know, tell them and 
see, you know, my testimony or hear my testimony and, and, and witness and seeing the things that I'm all about, you know, gives them encouragement and gives them some hope that, you know, they can be whoever they want to be, you know, seeing a guy my size of doing the things that I did at the size that I am, that anything is possible. So, you know, that's a, that's just the gift that God had instilled in me, that trying to make sure that, you know, our youth has that understanding because you got to know your history before you, you know, for you know the future. You know, one of my, my, uh, my partner here, Dr. Zellner, is joining us here on the call. So I've got to ask, Mike, i got Muggsy on, on the line sure, here. Yeah. I mean, we just finished up two Game 7s, and we're getting ready for a finals yet again of the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers and Golden State Warriors. What did you think of the, of the two series, Muggsy? Oh, I, I mean, it is a blessing to be you know, watching these two teams continue to go at each other. I mean, no one probably last week believed that any one of them will make it, and uh, especially a uh, team playing game seven on the road, you know, facing two teams that was playing pretty good. But, you know, it is, you know, they're always the better team prevails. And uh, Golden State, Golden State uh, it's, it's, you know, they had four off-star players, and all of them showed up, and that, that's what allowed them to, you know, get over that hump against Houston. And then LeBron was able to do what he does, and, he had a little help, a little support in cast, and was able to unthrow the the younger, you know, inexperienced Boston Celtics. So it's great to be witness this type of, you know, battle between. It reminds you of the Lakers and the Celtics going at each other back in the day. Now, in your prime, you had to go one on one with LeBron, or say Kevin Durant. Which one do you beat down more? <laughs> uh, which one you beat down more? <laughs> well, I tell you, they're two both different specimens. You know, here it is. You got a seven-footer now, instead of playing with his back towards the basket, facing the basket, beyond the beyond the three-point line. And then, you know, LeBron case, you know, he, he's six-nine, power forward, which back in our day was uh, a Carl Malone size. Uh, but here he is, he out there dribbling the basketball, handling it just like Magic did, and uh, with a local motor who has so much ability to put the ball in the basket as well as make guys run them better. So it's great to see these guys doing what they do. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's fun, and it'll be a fun finals again. I want to ask you a quick question here, and that is, what is the one trait that you saw? You were around a lot of professional athletes, and that's a that's – a, you know, there's a lot of guys that start off that want to be professional athlete, right? I mean, you go to high school, everybody wants to be a professional athlete. You even go to college. You go to even the draft. I mean, guys get drafted, and, and not everybody makes it. What's the one trait – um, or the the most apparent trait that you saw in the in the men that made it to the NBA um, that kind of set them apart from the other guys that didn't make it. Was well, the focus, you know, is the focus and the understanding, of, you know, what is all, all you know, details is the key. You know, every little details meant to something, and uh, some of the guys don't, you know, and also it could be a little luck as well, but situation created itself. Um, and you, how you deal with that situation also, you know, allow that person or that player to separate themselves. You know, we all, everybody has their skill set. You know, it's always the mindset that separates you, allows you to, you know, to overcome the, you know, the obvious. Now, Muggsy, I know we only have you for a few minutes, so I want to ask you this. For, for all the listeners out there, all the kids out there listening, all the people out there that want to achieve great things with their career. What's the one bit of advice 
that you would give to all of our listeners out there who are, are trying to succeed against all odds? What's what's the, the, the coaching moment you could give everybody if you all 100,000 people are listening at one time, they're all downloading this podcast, what would be the encouragement you would give them? Well, for one, you got to believe in yourself. You know, that's where it starts. You know, you don't have the confidence within. You know, it's very hard to spread and very hard for you to go out there and achieve, you know, the, the ultimate goal. Um, and that's for one. And then for two, you can't be afraid to, you know, to fail. You know, you failure is part of success, you know, by going through it, understanding that what it takes to overcome that failure. And, you know, and again, you got to love you. You just, you know, got to have that foundation, you know, the foundation, because you got to have so many people try to discount you or discredit you or just tell you who you ain't and who you can't be, you know, and by you having that understanding that, I can choose and I can be whatever, and I'm the only one that can control my destiny. You know, I can be whatever I want to be. And, and and basically going out and doing it, you know, and that's as simple as it is, you know, because there's so many people that's afraid to be successful, I don't understand it, you know, and, and, and it all starts with that belief in yourself. And by having that true mindset, you know, you got to have that mindset that, you know, that put it out in the atmosphere that, you know, you can do and be whoever you want to be, you know. If it wasn't for that, for me, you know, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. All right, Thrive Nation. Now to catch the rest of our exclusive interview with Muggsy Bogues, the shortest player in the history of the NBA, you can go to thrivetimeshow.com where I interview Muggsy Bogues and ask him, how do you establish yourself as a leader and how do you command and demand the respect of other people in the NBA when you are five foot three and you're going against guys like Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan and Alonzo Mourning and all these guys you're playing with and against who are significantly taller than you. How do you command the respect of your peers? To hear, that, to hear the rest of the exclusive interview, go to thrivetimeshow.com. You can click on the podcast button and you can find it there. Stay tuned to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And on today's show, we have a guest, uh, uh, two guests, uh, Jared and Jennifer, that have actually gone through the Thrive Time Show coaching program to grow their business by what was the we said three three hundred and was it three three hundred thirty eight three hundred thirty eight percent in the last twelve months? Is that right? That's correct. Yep. And so I can just say this, and I, I'm not saying just because you're here. We I talk about this a lot in our coaches meeting. You guys are uh, diligent doers. Uh, the the, the Delrict uh, group we work with out of New Orleans, those guys are diligent doers. Uh, and, and diligent doers are people that diligence means the steady application of effort. So is it easy? No. Are there struggles? Yes. But a diligent doer just applies consistent effort. It'd be, kind of be like a tr- uh, chopping down an oak tree with like maybe an axe. You just keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. And it takes a long time, but eventually that thing will fall. And I think that's a trait you're going to find. Oh, you're 
going to find that with most successful entrepreneurs, not most, all successful entrepreneurs, there's that diligence, there's that steady application of effort. So I want to ask you, um, Jared, from your perspective, since Marshall's been working with you and coaching with you, what's been the hardest part about the action items that he's asked you to do? What have been the parts where you said, gosh, honestly, that's been the hardest part? I mean, there's, or, or, or the hardest parts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, it is uh, what I would say is scheduling the time to get it done. Right. Um, so when we first started um, working with Thrive, uh, I was working more in the business. I realized I need to work more on the business. And uh, and so since as we've been having success, I've been able to transition to, to being able to work more on the business. But whenever I was first starting, it, it was really hard because I, I, I still had that mindset of working in the business of constantly doing work um, uh, th- there inside the business. So it was hard to schedule that time um, to, to work on the action items that that Marshall would assign to us. Um, but also on top of that, there, there's always things that, that would come up. Uh, you know, we have three kids, you know, kids would get sick, um, employees would get sick, things always happen, or they always seem to happen. But the other thing is really accepting those excuses, right? Um, because when you accept those excuses, or you accept your own excuses, we, we all uh, sometimes make excuses to kind of help us feel better about ourselves, um, for, to help us feel better about not doing a certain, uh, a certain item, you know, we have an excuse, we have a, a justification with that. Um, but by not accepting those excuses and just making sure that you're going to get done really no matter what, right? If it takes uh, going to sleep, you know, or getting less sleep, going to sleep later or waking up earlier to grind it out, that's what has to be done. And it's the consistent um, effort on doing that on, on a regular basis. Then you start getting that momentum. Then that, that momentum I, starts rolling forward. I would like to give the listeners an example that I'm dealing with right now. Um, when you franchise a business, you have to do this thing called the franchise disclosure document. And there's 23 items that are in that document. And each item has to be very detailed, very specific. And there's a lot of information that goes into it. And so our franchise disclosure document will definitely take me personally 100 hours. Now, I have five kids. We do the podcast every day. I have things I've already signed up for. And so what I'm doing is I have set it up where on basically on the weekends, like Sunday, from like 3 a.m., until six, when we do our podcast, when I, when, I, when I record the podcast, I'm doing that. I'm doing that between 3 a.m. and 6, pretty much every day, just, just re, working on the franchise disclosure document in three-hour chunks, just knocking it out. And I'm sleeping you know, five, six hours a night, but I'm knocking it out because it needs to be done. But I, quote, unquote, don't have time because I've already, in my day, I already have a fully booked day. And I just, I, I think about this weekend, the power went out at our downtown store. I didn't have time to deal with it, but I did. The downtown elephant in the room, the power went out because the power went out in that entire area. And so we had to deal with that. Uh, I, I don't have time. Z, we, Z, nobody has time to get things done. I mean, Wes, nobody has time to get things done. So I want to start with you, Wes, on this. You're an attorney. Yes. And you have a full book of business. I mean, you have as many clients as you want, but yet many great people reach out to you all the time. Right. And are interested in becoming a new client. How do you find time to execute the uh, projects for the clients that are currently paying you while still talking to potential clients? How do you find the time, Wes? Well, you just have to make time. And I think what you said was great, which is don't accept your own excuses. It's easy to say, oh, I've got a soccer practice with the kids or, you know, I'm, I'm already going to be here till 530. I don't really want to stay later. I don't want to get up earlier. Or, you know, maybe I want to watch, watch a movie or play a video game or play a board game or something instead of getting the work done. And I think it's a lot of just having higher expectations for yourself. And then on the other side of that, sometimes I find myself working super hard, but not making the time like, like you said about 
working on the business. You can get so wrapped up in doing the business, getting the projects done, the day-to-day grind that you forget to sit down and take time, schedule time for higher level things for the business. Z, where do you find time to get things done? You're very busy, and you, you've, you've told me this before. You've said, Clay, if something needs to be done during a day, I put it on my list, and that's the one thing that has to get done for the day. You're very purposeful about going, hey, I'm not going to have a thousand things on my list that have to get done, but the thing that has to get done is the thing that gets done. Can you talk to me about how you find time to get things done when you were starting and then even now as your companies have grown? May I beat up Wes just a little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, Wes, I love you. Oh wow! Bring it. Here it comes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm bringing. I'm gonna. Z is going to endorse opening a business in California. That's what's gonna happen right now. And New York. And New York. And New York. And New York. You go back and forth. Here we go. And and I know it's a term we use a lot, and people listen to it, and they say, "What do you mean?" What do you mean? And the term is make time. Yes. And I know you said it, and I know what you meant, but. Contrary to what anybody believes, and as smart as Wes is, oh, as good looking as he be is, harsh. you cannot create more time. Oh, you can't. That's, That's just your me. You've got twenty four hours. You're attacker. I know. I know. You, you attack We're cage West. fighting right now. Okay. I'm in the cage. I'm oh. in the. I'm in the octagon. Make it stop. stop. No, no. Today it's good. It's tough love. He's my friend. It's tough love. Okay. And what really has to happen is you have to delay gratification. That's uh, the other step that's taking your time. You got to say no to things? You have to say no to things. The average U.S. citizen right now, you may be listening to this anywhere in the world. I don't know what it is in South Korea. If Chup was here, I'd have well, you Google it. South Korea, it. they have it all figured out. Chup, can you Google this for South me? Korea Ch- Chup, anywhere figured. in the room? Uh, um, in the U.S., they're watching 5.2 hours of TV. According to Nielsen. A day. Yeah. yeah. According a to day. Nielsen, 5.2 a day. Uh, Facebook, interruptions. Oh, it's terrible. Hours a day. Instagram. Hours. My booking. My booking. Snap. Snapface. Gramming. Snap Twitter. Whatever. Instant YouTube. I mean, just reading tweets of other people that are my tweeting. Face. Right. My 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 face, which Slack. is made for radio. Right. Yes. All these things are taking so much of your time. You may be wondering, I don't have the time. You know what? You have the time. You do have the time. You have to appropriate the time. And what that means is delaying gratification on all the stuff you're doing. You can't make new time, but you can control the time you have you have to schedule it and to answer your question the quick minds at night i'm a night owl you're an early ooh, you're at morning ooh, lark ooh. we'll call you a lark i'm the night owl who 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 you who is that who, in my you. backyard i'm yes. gonna shoot them who you know that i'm the night owl right you're the morning lark so who hey Right, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Now, Z, what we're going to do is we, we, we come back from the break. I'm going to uh, interrogate uh, Jared and Jennifer more about how they've been able oh, to good. grow oh, Platinum Pest and Lawn and take it to the next level. But before we do that, during the break, I encourage anybody out there, if you're looking for a chiropractor, if you are looking for a chiropractor, go to drjohnsibley.com. That's drjohnsibley.com. He's a great guy, a great chiropractor, drjohnsibley.com. Stay tuned. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. 
right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We've had quite a show today. We've had Muggsy Bogues, the NBA legend, the shortest NBA player in the history of the NBA. We had him on the show today. Now we have... Uh, five foot three inches. Five foot three inches. Five foot three. He played 14 years in the NBA. Dude, you're almost like a foot taller than him. It's amazing. I mean, he wasn't you a think novel. You'd take him. You, you, think you, you think it could take him. I think right now, because I think he's like late 40s, you know, and so I'm 37. I think right now I could I could post him up, and then he would steal the ball, and I would lose like, I think I could lose like he would have 10 points, and I would have one point. My favorite question, though, is when I ask him about the current NBA Finals, you know? Right. So if you missed the earlier part, you need to go back and you gotta listen. Go listen to you got to listen to the podcast. You have no choice. You got you to go. Yeah, yeah. Thrive Time Show. It's like a tractor beam. It's like a tractor beam. <laughs> But it was funny when I asked the jury laughed and I said, Okay, in your prime, who would you beat who would you beat down more? LeBron or Kevin Durant? He started laughing. He's, you know, I don't I don't know that he could beat either one of them down. I don't well, know. He's LeBron, quick. He's LeBron quick. is such a freak. He is. I mean, he's like six he, foot nine. I know, and he's just, just massive. Jacked. And then Kevin Durant is like seven foot long yeah, and it just doesn't make sense. Point. You know, I know, stupid. I think of another guy who's just be finals. Be who's disproportionately finals. he uses his physicality to get things done. Wes Carter's here <laughs> with Winners King. Wes, Wes, Wes Is Carter. he more of a LeBron or a Kevin Durant or a? Muggsy? Well, he's Tulsa's number one attorney, in my humble opinion. Wes Carter. I mean, would you consider yourself to be more of like a LeBron or more of a, a Durant guy? I'd have to go with Durant out of those two. Really, yeah. you're more of a. You're more of a face the basket, step back, hit a three. Right. I'm not I mean, finesse. Your your game's finesse. Yeah. I'm, I'm you're a, not the power forward. I'm you're not the. I'm gonna go in my mind. Jennifer, do you did you mm. do you uh you know you are the the co-founder of Platinum Pest and Lawn. Do you, do you actually uh get into basketball? Do you care? Um, I played when I was like in third grade, but that was about it. That was about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you have so an opinion about care. LeBron so not or not? Not currently. You're you're yeah. you're kind of neutral. You're the Switzerland of, of NBA right now. Yes. I respect that. And we were talking we were talking about this earlier, and I want to get back into it. Is um you guys before uh, reaching out to Thrive, you first heard about us on the podcast, the radio show. Then you guys booked your ticket to the workshop. What was going on in your mind previous to attending the workshop? When your husband said, Hey, you know, we should attend a workshop, were you thinking it's probably a scam? Because that's what I think what everybody thinks because there is so many business scams out there. There are so many business scams. What, what, what was your thought going into it? Were you reluctant? Were you going, I don't have time for this? Were you right away excited about it? I mean, what was your, your mindset headed into the workshop? I was definitely reluctant. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a team in this, and so I trusted his opinion, and so I thought I'd go and give it a shot. Um, yeah. But I was not super thrilled about doing it. Jennifer, uh, your husband tells earlier that he had listened to some shows. Had you listened to any of the shows? I don't think I had. So you just went in cold. You just went in cold. Yep. You just said, okay, honey, I'm pregnant. Get me a wheelchair. Roll me on in there. Give Pretty me a much. pad and a pencil. We're yep. going to get this thing done. I mean, so you just went there with no expectations. Yes. And what did what, what, you think when you went in? Um, I thought it, it was really different than I expected. I expected more um, of a business formal situation, and it wasn't. It was a lot more comfortable, a lot more fun, and it kind of threw me off. And so I think that was probably a good thing because it sent all my expectations out the window. Just so you know, that's in the entire reason why I do every single thing I do there. Because <laughs> when I spoke, my move, when you, when you speak, you, you wear a suit, you have a blue suit, you wear a white shirt, you wear a red tie. You go out there and you say things that are politically uh, correct, which means they're not true. And you speak in circles. 
and you basically talk in vagaries, and that's the key to becoming a successful motivational speaker. <laughs> what, what? What? I'm serious. That's shame mockery. Every single talk I did, the event plan, I remember I did an event in Vegas. This is one of the last ones I did. She said, here's the deal. Um, Whole Foods has recently decided to take a stance about XYZ. So when we're talking about the brands with the highest net promoter score, you can't reference Whole Foods. Um, also, Starbucks has recently taken a stance on ABC, and that's kind of offensive to this group. So we'd prefer if you wouldn't talk about that. Now, now Walmart really beats up their employees, and so you can't reference them. And I'm like, so basically, you want me to talk about social justice in France. Well, last time I checked, France has not created anything worth talking about in a long time. Okay, would they Spain? Oh, Spain. I mean, where we come? Statue of Liberty, France. I mean, just think, think about it. I mean, Ben uh, Franklin went over there and got Spain. The Spain, the creators of such great companies as Uber, nope. As uh, Google, nope. As Facebook, nope. As Nike, nope. As Toyota, nope. As Ford, nope. As Southwest Airlines, nope. As but they've Disney, got great nope. soccer teams, right? Okay, thank you. Just, 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 just because just, it's just, affordable, everyone can afford it. And, They're all hanging out, and, very and, affordable, and, and it's a it's a beautiful country. Spain, yeah, Spain. I'm just saying is the speaking events want you to speak as though America is currently Spain. That's what they want you to do. So at the conferences, we teach the real stuff. So when you hear it, I mean, it's like real specific actionable stuff. I want to ask you about the the stuff that you've learned that's, that's helped you acquire more customers. What, what kind of stuff have you learned, have you applied with, with your business coaching experience? Have you learned, whether it be from the conference or your coach, that's allowed you to get more customers? Uh, having a script is a major thing that we've done um, that we didn't do before. Whenever customers call in, we always say the same thing. It has all of the right information. We refined that script over time to make it more and more effective. And it's allowed us to have an average and often more, um, a higher percentage of 85% close rate. So 85% of the people who call in turn into new customers. Are you recording the calls? Yes. So, Wes, I want to ask you this because you're an attorney. Yes. Talk to me about the legality of call recording, you know, because Elephant in the Room records the calls, OxyFresh records the calls, American Express records the calls, mm -hmm. Target records your actual visit to Target on video cameras. <laughs> Talk to me about the legalities of recording calls and video in a retail environment. Well, with phone calls, you just you want to disclose that you're going to record the call. Um, and because states have different... Some states are a one-way state where you right. don't have to disclose. And yeah, one-party states, states and two-party right. states. Two parties just mean both parties to the conversation need to consent. One-party states means as long as one party knows, everybody's you know, then it's legal to record it. So um, if you're going to be doing business over state lines, which eventually if you grow enough, you will, I just suggest sticking in a little... Uh, also, I'd recommend note. if you're listening right now and you're thinking about opening a business in California, I wouldn't do it. That'd be my t or, be New York. or New York. I'm being serious, though. I wouldn't do it. Because it's like, like just for OxyFresh right now, we we're talking on a call with a lawyer today about franchising, and the laws in that state are just like, it is like three times, four times as much bureaucracy to open up a, a business in so California. So you just go, through, you just go, through, you just jump through the hoops. Don't be a, don't oh, no, be a, just don't be a Nancy. Though. Call recording is brutal in California. Yeah, is it not? Well, you can you can you can have a successful business and never record a phone call. Right, I mean, you could do it in theory. Okay, okay so okay. Okay. okay, don't make me come over there. Go ahead, Wes. Continue. No, I, th I think that, that pretty much covers it. I think that and then video, um, you know, you just want to check this, the laws and the locality where you are because video, you, you know, it depends on whether it's 
open an can office. Can you even own a video notice? camera in California, Z? <laughs> Pardon? I'm just messing with you. I said, can you even own a video camera in California? Dude. Oh my, I'm, okay, I'm on the break. <laughs> it's on. Oh, on the no. break, it's on. As long as on you the don't break, record a cop, it's okay. Now, yeah. we, we come back. I oh, want to talk more about this. I want to talk about <laughs> the hardest part about growing a business. We teach you the systems, and it might seem kind of easy to teach the systems, but executing the systems has got to be a little bit tough. And I think uh, Jared and Jennifer are great, great examples of people that have executed the systems. So we come back, I want Jared to talk about what has been the biggest challenge involved in actually executing the systems? Because Jared's a grinder, Jennifer's a grinder. You guys are abnormal in how diligent you are. And I think there's a lot of people that maybe struggle with things. And I know you've probably struggled with them too, but what has been the hardest part about executing the proven path with the Thrive Time Show business coaching program. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Stay tuned. Three, two, one, boom. You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. It's time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. Sonic boom. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio, where we're playing uh, Street Fighter clips and having a good time here, talking about how to grow a successful company. And specifically, we're sharing the Platinum Pest and Lawn story because these guys are diligent doers that heard of us originally through this podcast and through this radio show, then came out to a workshop, and uh, now your company's grown by, I think you said 300%? 338 percent in the past 18 months. I mean, that's 12 months, 12 12 months, months. 12 months. And so I I, I want to um, really see, can I get negative before Jaron helps us get positive? Um, you know what? It's it's uh, it's. Are you playing bad cop and I'm doing good cop? I want. I was. Oh, Jared's going to do good cop. Jared's going to be good cop. Okay, you yes, you have full full access to your bad cop. Put your bad cop hat on. Your bad cop big boy pants on. Are you wearing pants? I can't see. You're sitting shorts down. today. Shorts. 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 My wife calls them. Uh, uh, oh God, what does she call them? Oh, it's it's. Are they denim? Are they like skorts? No, they're like really long, like Fab Five Michigan shorts. But uh, I'll, I'll come up with the name for it in a minute. <laughs> Fab Five Michigan. You know yeah. they're getting a little shorter now. You know, I mean, happy days are here again. I mean, come on. I don't know that we'll ever go like Larry Bird short again. No, well, we won't I'll, get I'm there. I'm always getting longer though. You get. You're not going to go. What do they call them when they're like a ankle length? What do they call that, Marshall? There's a name that my wife... No, my capris. Wife, you're not going to go like capris on me, are you? They're closer to capris than pants. Dude, than, you're not going to go capri on me, are you? I have to. Long live okay, the Fab Five. Me, listen, if you asked me a serious question, if you yes. said, it said, Z, yes. I could walk into the man cave and I could either have on A, capris, or B, Larry Bird short shorts. Go capris, bro. <sighs> I got it. I don't know. I <laughs> if you were Larry the Bird, Euro no one style, else is Euro, coming in the studio Euro, with you. Euro, 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 Euro style. You'll be in back. that room by yourself. I don't know, but Capri- they're culottes, is what it's called. Culottes. Oh, what? That's yeah. my wife calls them culottes. That's what cool. I wear. Did you Google that? No, I, you, I saw you over there, there on, the on the keyboard. Now here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, years ago, I started a company called DJ Connection out of my dorm room at Oral Roberts University, and I was very happy to uh, have success. I grinded. A friend of mine calls me and says, hey, I have a DJ company. How did you do it? I told him specifically the steps to do. 
I showed him. I, I wasn't charging for this. I was just helping him. I'd hop on a call every week with him. And he never implemented anything I taught him, despite the fact that I showed him what to do. And I was doing it for free. I'm taking like every, I mean, seriously, it's probably two nights a week. I'm hopping on the phone. And he's like, how do you get to the top of Google? And I show him. He says, dude, how do you uh, convert more inbound leads? I show him. How do you, and I'm walking him through the steps, but sure. he just refused to do it. Why do you think that is? I believe that in the Bible. Oh gosh, Here Proverbs go. ten four. You going biblical on me? Well, no. There's the Proverbs. It's, there's a part of the Bible that that uh, um, it's it's terrible, but it's true. It's Proverbs fourteen twenty three. Uh, for, for, for fourteen twenty three. Proverbs fourteen twenty three reads, "All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty." So I think a lot of folks, a lot of people, not our listeners, and certainly not anybody that we know, but other people, just this former DJ guy I knew, what happens is you you want, you believe that if you know everything, that alone will get you to success. Hmm, interesting. Proverbs 10.4 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. So now that we've gone negative, I'm going to go positive. Jared over here, we asked you, Jared, to start podcasting and as, as a way to get to the top of Google in an affordable way. Because the elephant in the room, I just pay my team to pump out about 200 to 300 articles a month. Now, so, walk the listeners through why that is. Whoever has the most content on their website that's original and relevant, uh, hypertext markup language text, whoever has the most text, the most words, uh, basically, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google search the word dog. And the reason why Wikipedia comes up top is because they have the most original words. And so if you want to create the most words, you have a fork in the road here. Either A, you write the content yourself, or B, you pay someone to do it. And so Jared and his wife are aware of their budget and aware of where they're at and aware of what they're doing. And so he says, and this is, I'm not kidding, out of like a hundred and something clients we might work with at any given time, this is like 1%. He says, I'll go ahead and write the content. We're going, you're, you're going to... Like the what? It's almost like we don't know what to do. Like, you're going to write the content? He's oh, going to write the content. He's going to write the content. Ah! You know, it's almost like, is this is this a sign of the end times? I mean, this is like a this yeah. is like revelation. Dogs and unfolding. cats living together. It's crazy. We're worried. Yeah. We're worried. You should be. So explain to the listeners out there, when do you write your content and how do you write your content for Platinum Pest? Yeah. So yeah. So what I do is I, is I do podcasting. So I, I podcast the the um the the shows and then those are those are transcribed and those are put on our website. I mean it, it really helps our listing there. But when I do it, um, I've set aside time to to get it done. But not only that, I bought one of those. Uh, well, actually, I think Jennifer bought me um, one of those uh, recorders that I just uh, carry in my car, carry in my hand, and and as I was uh, going to jobs, I would just uh, pull out the recorder and start podcasting um, time and time and time and time and time again. Um, but the key was really to be diligent on it. When we first started, my goal was to do 75 a month, um, and, and I was doing that. I was hitting 75, 75, 75. Um, and then now it's kind of uh, got to the point where we're bringing in more revenue, we're bringing in more income, so I, I'm able to do that less myself and delegate it um, delegate it out and get that get that taken care of. Y'all y'all have helped us a lot on that um, by doing that, but when we were first starting off, it was just that grind, that time and grind. On. Wait a second. You, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Time out. Pump the brakes. So you're in a vehicle, you're driving to your site, your next job, when you could be Facebooking, you could be MySpacing. You could be pontificating about your political opinions, you both could left be or right Snapchatting of the aisle. You could be Snapchatting the entire drive Twittering. to the 12 people that follow you on Snapchat. Right. <laughs> you could be 
You could be posing an Instagram selfie of you in the truck driving to your next job and showing how good of a driver you, you are. You could be rummaging through an old TV <laughs> guide wondering yeah. if anybody else looks through these to figure out when the next episode of The Voice is airing. <laughs> you could be. You could be driving by 18-wheelers giving the honk sign. <laughs> you could be the casino. Because i got a few minutes to kill. You could buy lottery tickets. But instead, you pulled out your recorder and you were working. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we knew that was the only way to get to the top, um, and uh, and and Jennifer was great um, because uh, it was we recently had had our uh, had our third child at that time, and uh, and then so she knew that, that I had to make sacrifices or that we both had to make sacrifices in order to get to the top and, and do that. So I would pull out my recorder anytime I could and uh, and do those podcasts. And I had my my goal for the week, and there were sometimes I weren't able I wasn't able to get to them during the day, and uh, and this where Jen was was absolutely amazing, um, and, and it was great to have. Some Someone on board. We're both on the same page. Um, so th- I mean, there were times when it was time to put the kids to bed, um, but I hadn't got the podcast done. Um, and uh, and so she encouraged me to do the podcast and get this those those done. It's not she, normal uh, yet again. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is an awesome relationship. This is so exciting to see this because this is so rare. It's so easy. I mean, how many times have we have you met? I don't know a couple I, that puts kids to bed yet. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I'm saying you, you, I know I a lot of I know a tactics. lot of couples that are married together that, that, that try to do a business together and they yeah. and then they just struggle to work together. And this is this is unique. This is this is a unicorn event. It is a unicorn event, and that's why Forbes gives us the numbers we hate. Yeah, and that's why so few businesses make it. Nine out of ten businesses because fail. These are the kind of this is the kind of real stuff. If you're listening out there, listen to this. This, this is the, the real kind stuff. of real stuff you have to do to be successful. People aren't just going to hand it to you. They don't just go, hey, that's a great idea. Here's a check. Right. Oh, that's a super, super, super good thing you want to do. Here's some money. Now, before before you ran into Thrive, you guys were having some issues, like all businesses do, with personnel issues, acquiring new customers, and converting leads to customers. So I'm going to let uh, Jennifer uh, take the mic here. Personnel issues. Can you talk to me about how our systems have helped you fix, once and for all, the personnel issues, recruiting good people? Absolutely. Before we were working with Thrive with you guys, um, we were kind of held hostage by our employees. Uh, We had built our business kind of around the employees that we had and their particular skills. We didn't have systems in place. And so we didn't want to make our employees mad because they might leave and then we'd be stuck. Um, We couldn't get rid of employees that really shouldn't have stayed as long as they did. Uh, because if we did, then that would put more work on us. It would put business behind. And so um, after we started doing the coaching, uh, we started doing group interviews. And that revolutionized, revolutionized everything because we were holding uh, weekly group interviews. And we were able to find awesome people when we weren't actually looking uh, to hire anyone. And so we have been able to really build a great team of employees who they share sim- the, the same values that we do. They work hard. And so that has really made a big difference um, in getting quality people. We come back from the break. I want to talk more about the Platinum Pest story. Let Tulsa get to know these wonderful people behind Platinum Pest and Lawn. But before I do that, I want to talk about Platinum-PestControl.com. See, have you ever been to Platinum-PestControl.com? No, but they've come to me now. These people. I mean, they're they're here. They're I can I can my, reach out and touch them. My wife was attacked by bees, and these guys came out and eradicated oh, the bees. No. no, they did. Oh, that's good. They eradicated the bees. Yeah, I Be- saw the sting mark. He was not good. And not good. She needs to go see a doctor. 
She's got to get like a little steroid oh, shot or something. Fine. It's kind of swelling up gross though, bro. Like oh, cool. it's kind of looking like it's end times awesome. dude, a little bit there. I'll tell awesome. you what, if only we would have called Platinum Pest to eradicate all forms of bees previous to that sting. I'm telling you what, if you want to eradicate the bees and remove the snakes by your lake, go to platinum-pestcontrol.com. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist turned entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. It is the five-time show, let your boo begin, where we drop knowledge bombs for you in Portland. Teach the proven systems to make your ends, so you can produce the greenery like all the Oregon. Sue will call you Franklin, cause you got Benjamins. We'll call you Ben Pearl, cause you just bought a Benz, and then you'll be Bragging to your wife and kids that your wallet's overweight, but it used to be thin. Thumbs away, this is play broadcasting with the Zen, with the focus locked in like San Quentin. Can I get a B to the O, O to the M? You've heard the rumors, he is I and I is him. He be the Z and I be the C. Now it's teaching business skills from play to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. The goal of this show is to help you score. Yes, yes, and yes. My name is Clay Clark. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today, what we are doing is we have, see, we have yet another yet unicorn another. event. Another unicorn event. How's it possible? How is, you know what? What? I think what's happened is, is that new well water that mm. your wife your, your wife went out and drilled a well in your backyard, which oh, you're well aware oh, of. A well, well, well aware water. of. I thought you well. meant whale water. Like no. Mm. Okay. That'd be for the Portland listeners. Right, okay. So, And I think that water from the depths of the soul of the earth is attracting. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, is attracting these unicorns. Well, think about that. We, we I mean, st- think we, about we, that. We start today's show with a Muggsy Bogues interview. The shortest player in the history of the NBA. He didn't just. He didn't play like as a novelty for one season or couple two. Of days, a couple of days after the no. well was well was well was made. My point. Go continue. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. I mean, think about this. I mean, we had with the shortest player in the history of the NBA who had a very long career on our show. That's like pretty fourteen cool. years or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. and th- and now we have uh, members of the Thrive Nation. These guys have uh, started a company like so many people want to do. But despite the odds, I mean, think about this. The Small Business Administration says that nine out of ten startups don't say it, don't say it, fail. Don't don't say this is mean. And eight out of ten existing companies fail. But yet these guys are are thriving. They're doing well. I'm excited to have uh, Jared and his incredible wife Jennifer on the show with Platinum Pest. Jared, how are you doing, my man? pleasure to be on the on the show today okay now let me ask you this here so jennifer um how long have you been married to this man over here almost 10 years 10 years so when did you guys start this platinum pest business together uh in 2011 so uh seven years ago so seven years ago and what is your growth rate been let's say in the last 18 months in the last 18 months uh you know we've really hit um we've really spiked since starting with thrive um but before that it was pretty stagnant so like what are you are, have you have you increased by 10 percent or 20 percent or 30 percent because the average american business grows by 2.9 percent are you growing by 2.9 percent jared or have you have you gone backwards i mean what, what are you are you getting further ahead there since you've been working with thrive there yeah absolutely we're uh before we were uh we were, we were pretty much stagnant before we started working with thrive for about three years 
Um, we really didn't move up. Um, we really didn't move down. And so it was just really in a scary position to, to, to be at. Um, but since that time, since working with Thrive, our, uh, J- Jennifer, you have those numbers right there where we've been the last year. Oh, here much- we go. She's a statistician. <laughs> she is. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I do love numbers. Um, so in the last year since we started working with Thrive, our number of new customers has increased by 338%. Wow. Zeke. 338%. Wow. Now, here's the deal. This for Z I'd say I, backwards. Wow. No, no, I see what you did there. That's impressive. I'll flip it upside down. Mom. I, I, I say I say that that uh, uh, this is for Z and I, this is what we're all about. I mean, we, we, we love to help folks like you grow your business. And so what I want to do today is I want to dive into first, objectively, from my from my opinion, from my, from my experience, from my um, perspective, what you guys are doing well. And then I want to get to know you guys and let all the listeners kind of hear more about your company. But uh, these guys, uh, Jared and Jennifer, um, when Marshall, their coach, asked them to go out there and gather Google reviews, you really did not have a problem getting positive reviews because you have a lot of customers that like what you do. So I want to start there. Why do you guys show up on time and do what you say you're going to do? Because I can tell you, I've been coaching for almost 13 years, and I would say... Nine out of ten small business owners struggle with that part. But yet you two, I mean, you have kids, right? How many kids do you guys have? We have three. But yet yet you guys show up, you do what you're supposed to do. What's going on? I'm going to start with you, Jared. What motivates you to do what you say you're going to do? Because that's that's a big thing for Platinum Pest. There's so many pest control companies. But you guys do that, and it's really, the marketing is helping you get more leads. Yeah, but that growth is from that repeat business. What's going on? What motivates you guys to do the right thing on a daily basis? Uh, Character. You know, character and, uh, and reputation. Um, is a big part of it. And so we want to make sure that, that we follow through with what we say we're going to do. Um, that's that, that's really a big part of it. And then we also know that in order to achieve our goals, um, we've got to make the sacrifices uh, necessary to be able to be, to be able to get there. Um, in order to do that, we have to we, we have to fall through with uh, with our commitments and, and fall through with uh, with our responsibilities there. What is and Z, I want to get your take on this, Z, because you are a guy who started an optometry clinic, just like a lot of other optometrists. I'm a dude with the dude about the dude. But what time does it say on your door that your store is going to be open on Monday? Or I'm not. We just to have an R for random. I'm we, not trying not to sure. page into a corner. We're but not I mean, sure. What time do you open? Nine a.m. And when I've been to your business, I've been to your business at nine because I want to beat the rush before on a Saturday. I've been there. I mean, I've been in there at the nine the time it opens. Yes. I'm just I'm just saying this, having coached companies now for almost 13 years. Sad story. I worked with a deli years ago. I didn't. It wasn't even a client yet. She said, "I would love if you could coach my business." I said, "Sure." This is probably 10 years ago. I go out to her business. I said, "What time is your deli open?" She says, "Like oh, 7 a.m. You know, big traffic in the morning." Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. then there's a handwritten sign, like a homeless man would write, that says, "Sorry." I uh, couldn't be here today. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. Go back. So I was, off- I was officing downtown at the time, right um, next to the Mayo Hotel, by the way. I was in that oh, building just right next cool. to the Mayo Hotel. Cool. Yeah. And uh, officing there. And long story short, like this was the continual. It was like, if it was like if it was six days a week, they were open. Two of those six days, there would be some random ex- experience oh that would keep it from opening. And I see that all the time in small business. So I want to ask you, how come, why, why are you at your optometry clinic so obsessed with honoring the times that you put on the door? Are you perfect? No. But why are you, why can you seem to be open every day and that's so hard for most aspiring small business owners? You know, there's a lot of things you can take from people. And if you take their time and waste it, they don't forgive you very easily. So if you say you're going to be somewhere at some time or your business is going to be open. So my staff, I, they're scheduled at 830. 
Okay. So even if, you know, and there's multiple ones that are scheduled at 8.30. So therefore, by 9, someone's there and they open the doors, obviously, right? That is a, that you cannot not be open when you say you're going to be open for a business. I mean, that is the kiss of death. It's kind of like in the auto auction business. Right. You bounce one check. One. And your business is dead. I mean, and there because be, the, word, the word's going to spread. Word, the word spreads, and they're like, "Oh, you can't. Their money's no good. You can't trust them. Don't do business with them." And I mean, it'll kill a business, and that business particularly. That is the one thing you can't do. And I think for most, like that deli you're talking about, you've got to be open when you say you're open. You've got to be. I, on, a, on a very fundamental level, though, I, I look at this because this is so exciting to have you guys on the show because uh, you guys have three kids, you know, and so we, my wife and I, have five kids, and I just want to ask you as a mom. When I, I I don't recall when my how old are your kids by the way what how old is your oldest child he's six okay we had uh, five kids under the age of seven at one point okay and we had the five kids like every day someone's either sick or someone has spilled something or something weird has occurred that could could have kept my wife from doing payroll but my wife would always do it and so like I could just count on her like a rock you know what i mean she would somehow find a way to be ambidextrous with raising the kids and doing payroll and it was a deal where i see a lot of other couples where unfortunately when there's a problem with the kids maybe the the husband won't do his job or the wife won't do their job and then payroll gets missed or taxes get missed or b- critical things get missed and, I, and you guys are are, are are kind of a a couple that works together here how do what happens when the kids get sick jennifer what's your what's your role in that and how do you find a way to get it all done because that's a pretty powerful thing you're doing your, your, your consistency is so abnormal uh well you know you find a way to make it happen uh, with our third, I was probably about seven months pregnant and our youngest was sick and, you know, they wanted to snuggle and watch TV on the couch. So with my six-year-old's help, we kind of rearranged our love seat and our couch so oh, wow. that I could sit on the couch, have a kid on each side and the computer in my lap so I, you know, could still get the things done <laughs> that I needed to. So I used the carpet sliders. So you know. now I'd like to at some point during one of today's segments, I'd like to have Marshall hop on your coach because Marshall has worked with a lot of couples. And I'm just telling you, you guys um, stand alone or at least in that top 5% of clients we work with where it's like they're a husband-wife team and both of them get their job done despite having kids. And I think that's a huge challenge. I think, I think Z, I think the home office has killed, the, the lure of the home office has killed the productivity of a lot of small business owners. It's like they believe they're going to put that little, you know how you, you get a new house today, you get a oh, new yeah. home, yeah, kind oh, of yeah. a McMansion oh, with yeah. the wood floor. Oh, yeah. You know, it's got the, and it's got the, 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 the smooth walls. And the distressed cabinet. The distressed. And it's like the hand-scraped wood. It's like they pay guys to come in with chains and just whack, push, push, and whack you, the And you walk into the right, and that's where that office is, that home oh, office yeah. right there. It's always on the right. And it becomes a catch-all for toys uh-huh. and intentions. Oh, yeah. When you put you, when you have something you want to do, but you're not going to mm, do it, you put yeah. it in that room, oh, yeah. and it doesn't get done. So I, I just, done. I'm just trying, because this it's is black hole what you guys office. are doing is not normal. So I'm going to give you a chance, Mr. Jared. Can you explain what your wife does that's so awesome? Because, I mean, I'm literally, I have, I mean, I, this is rare. I, I don't see this where a husband and wife are flowing together like this is it some type of what is going on are you guys on steroids are you guys are you guys dating all the time what's happening this is impressive yes dating yes it happens on a regular basis of course um but she is uh you know uh, i've been doing a lot of podcasts to help our google rankings and and, and with uh, with those podcasts I often refer to her as wonder woman or superwoman yes because somehow she which figures, one is it is it wonder or super because oh, they're two different characters well, oh. uh, one, i mean they're it, two it, entirely it, different characters <laughs> what is a lasso in an invisible plane depends on the day but oh, she is amazing, oh okay right? Well, so that's she's good to know. Yeah, so she somehow just figures out a way to get it 
down. You know, I mean, the, the, the kids aren't lacking. Um, they still have their mom, right? She's able to nurture them. She's able to, to do um, uh, and really fulfill that role as, as a mother, but not only a mother, but a great mother. But at the same time, uh, she's still able to help me uh, with the business. I mean, she's a full partner in the business. Not she does normal. so much. This is not normal. Yeah, but she does so much. See, this it. is not normal. This is They're not normal people. Not This is, this is like. This is the kind of people we attract, Clay. Right. This is, this is the you kind of that? people. It's, we have a new normal. This is our, our new normal. normal is not normal i you get that i am abs- you're not normal I, we yeah. know that yeah my gourd is larger than the average man <laughs> <laughs> well that's what that's one way that's one way now what we, i want to do is when they come back when we, when we come back from the break i want for jared and jennifer to be able to explain to the listeners all of the services they offer there at platinum pest but also to explain how they arrived at these services because a lot of your running a business is listening to the market and if enough people ask you hey you know could you do this could you do could, that? Could, could you do that? Could you do? Pretty soon you might start to could say, you, yeah, would we, you? Could, we could do that too. So I want to get, I really want to get in deep dive into the services you offer and what makes Platinum Pest and Lawn different. But see, before I do that, well, oh, hold on. Oh, I want to oh, deep dive. I want oh. to get, I'm a little teaser for our Thrive yeah. Nation out there too. Yeah. I want to deep dive in how they got hooked up with us and the process and what it meant to them and just walk and then walking through that. So that's a couple segments I know. So how they hooked up with us? Fun, we got a fun show. The services they offer, it's too yeah, much. My mind cannot much. handle it. Uh, now, don't explain. Now, see, something else my mind can't handle. See, have you seen how clean the urinals are on Monday? You know, I am impressed by the look of not only Thrive Headquarters, but also my office on see, Memorial. See, recently, you know, I've decided, you know, a lot of times you look in the mirror, make sure you look good. Bro, whatever. you don't understand this. In my break room, that floor hasn't been cleaned in forever. I saw my reflection in it the other That's day. That's what I'm saying. You I'm can now look you into the floor I thought there was two of and me. see your reflection. Attacking me? If you want your if you want your bathroom to be to become a porcelain palace, if you want your floors to become a mirror. Oh yeah. Then you gotta call our good friends over there at the classicclean.com. These guys clean for uh, DuPont, for for Google, for Newstar, for Dr. Robert Zellner, for the Thrive Time Show, and for a lot of other great listeners out there. Check them out, the classicclean.com. That's the classicclean.com. See, if you haven't checked out the classicclean.com, really, I mean, are you are you, are you throwing away your future? Well, they'll come out and do a free quote. I mean, you've got nothing to a lose. A free quote. I mean, why not? I mean, I mean, if you want to spend your time doing all the cleaning at the end of the day, I mean you can. If that's your passion. I mean, if that's your passion. But if not, you want to check out the classicclean.com. One more time, write that down, somebody. It's the classicclean.com. The number one janitorial service in Green Country. Stay tuned. No negative emotion, cause that's what business is Always dominate, cause I got five kids I will not lose, I don't break but rules They can talk about me, I can take that abuse Here is the truth, while they make that excuse I'll be up grinding, cause the scoreboard's the truth He is my mentor, like my Yoda dude He showed me the force like I was a young loser Yes, 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 and yes. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And on today's show, we have two incredible guests joining us today, Z. We have Jared and Jennifer with Platinum Pest and Lawn. And Z, before the break, you were asking, you were saying, hey, I want to hear how these guys heard about the Thrive Time Show business. I want the Paul Harvey. I want the Paul Harvey version. And now you know the rest of the the story. story. Page two. Page two. Good day. Good day. Paul Harvey, I used to, I, a lot of times I, I was curious towards the end of his career if he was actually still alive. Like, like if he, had, if he had, <laughs> you ever listen to his, he'd be like, he's a dart's mouth. And he'd take this awkward pause. Dart's mouth, small boy. And you're like, is he alive? He was the king of the pauses. He I mean, you the got king it, you of the got, pause. I mean, it was like the pauses were almost more exciting and than what he said. And now you know. 
the rest. There you the go. Story. Oh, those good. pauses were so okay. good. Like, wow, Paul, that was oh, impressive. Oh, man, that's just, woof. I got, I got chills just thinking about it. Oh, man, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now, Jared, I want to ask you, how did you hear yeah. about the Thrive Time Show business coaching program? Well, actually, I, I jumped in one of our trucks. Someone called up; they needed a service, and so I jumped in one of our trucks to go to uh, to go uh, complete that service. And uh, in the radio, one of our technicians was listening to uh, eleven seventy, and, uh, and then your show came on while I was while I was driving to to, to go service an account, to go service an, a customer, and uh, and it was my first introduction to the show. Do you remember what we were talking about on the show? You know what? I really don't. Uh, but I remember it was entertaining, it was very impactful. Right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Very, very impactful. impactful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the show we went deep into the. Periodic table and metaphysics. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I think that was the one there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but from there, I knew that I needed to get more information. You were basically speaking to me. Um, we were in that rut. We we're in that spot where we just needed to get out, um, but we needed help. We needed. So what? What rut? What spot were you in? Elaborate on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, we weren't growing. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, we'd been in business up this point. I think about six years. Um, to, to this time, the last three years, um, we just weren't uh, going anywhere. I mean, our revenues stayed about the same. Our customers stayed about the same. We'd get new customers, word of mouth. A uh, few people find us on Google, not really many. Um, but then at the same time, some people would move, some people lose their jobs, and so we we're just kind of staying stagnant, yeah, just treading water. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and so that that was really uh, that was really scary for us. Um, so, so what about the show? Was speaking to you. What, what do you remember specifically, or just even kind of hypothetically, what was kind of said, or you know, specifically, I don't. But what what I remember um, is, is that I, I knew that I had to get more information. He was he was saying things. Clay was saying things that made logical sense to me. Oh, that's um, weird. And <laughs> that was the first time. That was the, that was that one show. That was that one that show. Was that one show. The, the, the one, one show. Where I made that logical one show. sense. That was amazing. Well, now you know wow. we can go we can go back and look it up now. So, um, but but it, it just made sense to me that what he was saying. Um, just really, uh, really resonated um, about uh, about really what to do. Uh, really kn- knowing that I needed help, that I needed to get out of this rut that we were in. Um, and so from there, I, I made it a point to tune in to tune into the to the station and tune into the show. Um, and as I did that, I just got more and more information. Um, and I, I and I knew that we had to book a we had to book a ticket to the conference. Okay, so then your first really uh, experience with us face to face was through the conference. Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And and I'd, I'd mentioned to my wife about the show, and hey, she you know. It, It'd be great if we if we could listen to this together and and uh, then and then I knew I had to get her on board, so we booked that ticket for the conference um, and, we, and we went to the conference and I and I got to tell you there was really no good time uh, to go to the conference. Jen was about ready to, to give birth to our third child, right? She was about ready to, to deliver, um, but we knew if it wasn't then, it, it really wasn't going to happen. And when, I remember really this about Jennifer. This is funny. Uh, she's a note taker, so she's taking notes. But I also knew this lady's going to have a baby. Did you boil water? Did you say okay? <laughs> on the side note, let's boil some water because this girl. Looks like she's I just pop. know that my wife and I, you know, we, we, had, we had five kids, and I know that my wife is a note taker. And so right away, I'm like, this is a driven person because you're, you're on the, I mean, how, how pregnant were you at the time you attended the conference? Uh, right at 36 weeks. So, I mean, you know, it could have it could have gone. But I'm it's abundantly clear that you have, you're going to have a, a baby, and yet you're there taking notes. And that's sort of the mindset of the entrepreneur Z. Well, I, little known fact. Little known fact. Jennifer. Little known fact, if you ever find yourself in that situation again at one of our conferences, getting ready to give birth to a child. Little known fact, Clay, I delivered my youngest brother when I was 13 years old. Oh. Yeah. Little Wait known a minute. fact. Wait little a minute. Roy. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a second. Oh, yeah. If anybody's out there and you have never seen childbirth... Don't see it. <laughs> don't if you don't have to. Don't because it's a deal. Of I like, don't recommend. It, especially I have, when you're 13. No, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tee this up because this right here is a fantastic story. This is fantastic. So my uncle, I have an uncle who says, guys, 
he's the cool uncle. He goes, guys, do, do you guys do you guys want a glass of wine? And I'm like 13, and I'm like, uh, 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 you're torn. Are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. And we're gonna watch Terminator tonight because I have an illegal copy that I made. <laughs> and I'm like 13, Terminator 2. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Best uncle ever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I'm having my first glass of wine ever while watching Terminator 2 with my <laughs> uncle. I'm not kidding. So he said, and this is, this is, this is, I'm not trying to lead people down the path of darkness. I'm just telling you what happened. So I'm sitting on his leather couch. I'm having a glass of wine. My parents don't know where I'm at. I think I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch Terminator 2. I've been forbidden for watching. This is the forbidden fruit, you know? And so oh, yeah. he hits play and he puts it in and it's, a close-up of his wife giving birth. It's the wrong tape. Oh no! And he's like, oh, oh no, no, oh, no, no, no! And he no, can't, no. and he can't find the stop button. He can't. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah! Well, then his wife comes home, and I struggle to look at her the same way ever again. Of course. So I now we go back to your story. You helped your mom. I did not have your, a glass of wine while I was delivering the baby. What were your you doing? A tad bit cooler. What was going on? Did you get confused? Well, my father, lost? my father, uh, God rest his soul, R.I.P. Dad. Memorial Day was just in this last week, and uh, he was a veteran of uh, World War II and the Korea War. Really, he was a Marine fighter pilot. Um, he worked. He was a funeral director, a mortician, and so he would be like a firefighter in the sense he'd work days on and days off, you know. And so he was working the night shift. I was working, thirteen years old, shocking at a Mexican restaurant. I'd worked up Chiquito Bryant, right? I'd worked up to a busboy. I was no longer daytime dishwasher. Forty first and Garnett, big dog, the hot spot for oh, Hispanic. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had worked my way on up there. Eatery, yeah. Oh yeah, and so I had come home. And it was late. I knew it was it was late in the evening. I was watching Star Trek, which was after the news. Really? My brother was still at work, my older brother. And my Space, my the final frontier. My four younger siblings had gone off to an aunt because my mom knew she was a couple of weeks away from having it. So she wanted a couple of weeks to kind of nest and do the things that you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. She's nodding. The, 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 the women are like, yes, we yeah, nest. Yeah, <laughs> we nest. Yeah. And so my mom rang her bell because she has a bell by her bedside. So we ring hear the bell. Ring my bell. Ew, ew. Ring, ring my, my bell. My bell. So I'm thinking she probably wants some water, some eyes. She wants a, a word of encouragement. Her I mean, son a, to deliver a, fine a baby. Limerick. I don't know. Maybe right. a. Robert, maybe. could you deliver the baby? Could you just. And then she says, I, I come in there. Yeah, mom, what's going on? She's like, I'm having the baby. Oh, the water no. broke. No. Call your dad. This is a terrible story. Oh, no. So I go over to the phone and I try to call and I call information. That's back when we had information 411. Or operator. I went out of this story. She gets so frustrated she, or flustered, she can't pull up the number either. And I'm like, I got to go. My mom's having a baby. I hung up the phone. So I don't call my dad because I'm. How you know, old are you? 13. What? And I go over there, deliver my brother. Time out. Time out. Everyone, everyone to get a mental image of this. When we come back from the break. Oh, you're going to share the rest of the story. Oh, it's crazy. But let's think about don't speak, go speaking anywhere. of images. Speaking of images, let's think about Onyx Imaging. Oh, yeah. These guys one. are great show sponsors. And if you're tired of picking up your office supplies, you want to save money on both your office supplies and your toner, you got to give our friends at Onyx Imaging a call. Again, get, if you want to save money on your office supplies and your print cartridges, give our friends at Onyx Imaging a call or check them out online at onyximaging.com. That's O-N-Y-X imaging.com O-N-Y-X imaging.com Stay tuned Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com Right, 
Tribe Nation, for those of you just tuning in, Dr. Zellner is telling me perhaps the most... A crazy story. Emotionally and visually, in my mind, the most disturbing story that I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, not the most disturbing. No, it really is. It, Come it's a, on. It's a thing. No, I'm just saying, like, I have... I uh, my wife has given birth five times, and each time I I th- let me my, 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 when my wife gave birth the first time, I had uh, talked to one of our DJs, Josh, and I told Josh, I said, Josh, would you be willing to go to the hospital when my wife gives birth instead of me? And he goes, Yes. <laughs> no, I swear to you, I swear to you. And uh, he said, I'll do it, I'll do it, bro, I'll do it. How much are you paying? And I said, I don't know, like two hundred dollars a day. He goes, Sure, I'll do it. So he, I, so I talked to Vanessa. I said, Vanessa, here's the deal. I got it worked out. I'll be running the office. Josh will go with you to the hospital. He's been with us for years. He can trust the guy. He'll be there. That way, I don't have to see it. I get sick around the human body. I get sick at hospitals. I don't do well with doctors. I can't. She goes, You she, paid a dude to be with your wife. I arranged giving- the deal. And then my wife was like, Are you crazy? And I'm like. No. Yes, you he's are. He's emotionally yes. stable. No, you he are crazy. It. And she said, you're nuts. Yes, she's correct. So then the entire time I kept trying to like do errands. Like, hey, do you want me to go to Outback? Do you want me to go to like Walmart? Do you want me to go to Onion? Is that what you were asking? Like, do, do you want, want me to go to Onion? Do you want me to go to the surface of the moon? Do you want me to go to Ogmulgee? Because I was trying to not be in the room when the birth happened. But I timed it wrong and I was there when the baby was born. And it has scarred <laughs> me. And to this day, emotionally and psychologically, I Which still Which baby number was that? Baby one. A oh, baby one. <laughs> it's it just destroyed my mind. Oh, you got I can't over go it. back. No. You had four more kids. Don't tell me you destroyed I'm your mind. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Stop it. I'd rather have a vasectomy with you doing it than to see childbirth I've again. I've always wanted to do one. It so. freaks me out. So go back to your childbirth story. Now that we've talked about vasectomies and well, other weird things. Well, if you're just tuning in, you've you got to go back to the podcast. Thrivetimeshow.com. Right. You can pick up the podcast. And, right. I, don't, I want to recap the story. but So my mom says, so I hang up. So I'm talking to the operator, trying <laughs> to get my dad's phone number to call the funeral home so I can tell dad, come home and pick up mom she's your dad's a funeral baby director. Right. right yeah and so you know they have the suitcase packed this is the routine you call dad he comes home right he loads her up Absolutely. he takes a suitcase they come back a couple three he days a, later he has a known route with a baby <laughs> and it's all it's you know it's all good it's all good that's how you do it it's all good it's ice no cream deal. and you know sprinkles right. on top and it's life's good right well, life's good yeah so she leans back and says oh no hang up the phone my water broke he's the baby's coming right now and i'm like and you're so 12? I'm talking to the operator who's now really flustered because I'm explaining uh, go what's ahead, going on. Her. Go ahead, call her. And I said, I've got to uh, go. My mom's having the baby right now. And she's, uh, uh, so I hang up the phone. No. So I run around there and go, what do I do, mom? And uh, she coaches me through. It's her seventh. And I was her number two, and I was born in the backseat of a car pulling into no the No anesthesia. So she's, she's what we call a, uh, she's a, you know, pump them out kind of gal, right? No anesthesia. Uh, yeah, no, I, what, you thought I did a spinal tap right there? Or <laughs> Work with me on this, though. Your mom is coaching you how to deliver a baby, and you're 12? I'm 13. 13. I'm 13. Oh, come oh, on. come on. And I'm missing Star Trek right now, so I'm a little peeved. You know, it's kind of like, really, You shouldn't mom? have even talked to girls yet, let alone deliver a baby. Well, just first things first. Okay. So, I, uh, <laughs> I it was funny because I can think about now in my mind, this was 40 years ago. Oh, gosh. I'm 53. This was 40 Years ago. And in fact, uh, at the end of June is his birthday. So it's almost 40 years to the date. You're still scarred psychologically to this day? I'm not scarred. Okay. Stop it. You look good, though. Thank you. So do you. So um, so she coaches me through, and he, we finally he comes out, and he's in, he's in my hand. Of course, he's got all the little all the stuff on him, you know. And he's the whatnot. Through, yeah, the whatever whatnot, that is. Whatnot. This, well, he's, and she's he's like, good, yeah. you know, bend him over and kind of pick, pick his feet up so he can kind of cough out the stuff he gets, you know, he's on his way out. And, uh, and I'm sitting there thinking, he's dead. 
And I look at him. He's kind of blue. I first of all, I say it's a boy, you know, because that's like shocking. Six boys and one girl, so it's like you know, it's a it's another. And he's boy. blue, and he's got like a cone head, and you're no, freaked no, out no, he's not, he's not. And so I'm sitting there thinking, this is an unsterile environment. How can the kid live? How can it happen? I mean, am I going to go to jail? And what's happening? Should we say is the umbilical police? cord? SWAT teams are going to come to the windows at any minute. I mean, these are the things. No, wear some dull scissors so I can cut you know, the umbilical cord. And then all cord. of a sudden, all of a sudden, he just starts crying, screaming. I'm thinking it was a, it was the it was the most wonderful sound I'd heard in my life because I thought <gasps> he's alive. He's alive. He's actually alive. You know, there's no other way for me to recover emotionally from what I just heard than to do a little segue that's completely unrelated. So here we go. And speaking of childbirth and delivering your own brother from your mom at the age of 13, uh, platinum pest control, Jared. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> How did we get there? Oh, that's right. Jennifer shows up to the conference. They come to the conference. On the what month of- was that, by the way? Well, uh, that was June, June, June of last year. May. Okay, June last year. Or May. Thanks. May. May. He was May. born in June. Yeah, born in June. So, May of last year, so a year ago, you guys wandered in the conference, and t- walk me through your conference experience. What did you, what did you think? I mean, sights, sounds, smells, what, what, what happened? Oh, it was great. We walked in. There was a good vibe. You know, you just kind of feel it there. Um, you know, a lot of the decor, the music, it, it just, it was good atmosphere. Um, and, uh, and so we, we sat down and we started listening and, and, uh, and, and I'm glad that Jennifer came with us or, or came with me um, because it all made logical sense to her as well um, as we sat down and, and, uh, and then, and then just, just listened to, to everybody, you know, everybody speak. I think Clay spoke a lot. Um, there are a few other uh, guest speakers there um, as well, but, uh, but it was real, real interactive. That was number one. That was a, that was a big um, help to us being uh, so interactive. We're able to ask questions, um, get the questions answered there. And it was, uh, and, and really developed. I, I remember we went over a three legged marketing stool, right? Um, and so uh, Clay talked about it. And we went over it then and we developed a three legged marketing stool um, right then. So, Jen, what about you? I mean, how was, what did you think about the, the, the conference there back in May? Um, I thought it was really good. Everything that was said, I, you know, I pretty much agreed with. It was nice to hear some of my own ideas that, uh, that were there too. So I obviously knew that it was a good fit at that point too. And there was lots of energy and, um, you know, it was, it was a very comfortable atmosphere. I, I didn't feel like any of my questions would be dumb. So and I they, feel like they the answered. one thing that I try to do at the conferences and I, I, every time I try to get better, but I feel like a lot of times you can come to a conference and you can feel like I don't understand what they're saying and they've moved on. You know, it's like they, they didn't understand the first idea and now they moved on to idea two and three and four and they all build on each other. And I've always tried to like have the mindset that there's no bad students, there's just a bad teacher. And so I hope with that 45 minute format that gave you a chance to kind of write down your questions. And I don't remember if you guys had questions, but that's kind of the idea of that, you know, is where you never feel like we're moving on too fast. Well, you had a whiteboard where we could write questions on and I know I wrote at least two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would just say um, what's allowed Jennifer and, and Jared to be successful and just looking at it from our perspective from a coaching program is you guys are are diligent doers and uh, I'd like to ask you Jared how did you get started in the pest control business what was your path to getting involved in the business yeah well I actually uh, paid my way through school by selling pest control door-to-door um, so I worked for a lot of companies. I worked for big companies. I worked for small companies. I worked really all over the country. I'm spending my summers knocking doors and, and selling pest control service. And so that's kind of what, how I got my start in, in pest control. And, and as I was doing this, you know, I, I realized, you know what, pest control, it, it could be a great family business. Um, you know, I can work, you know, I, I can work in it with my family. Um, but at the same time,
time, I, I realized how to get the business. I found out how to get the business. Um, I was already good at that uh, with the door-to-door um, aspect of, of getting business that way. Um, and, uh, and so that's how I initially got started in it. But after a while, you can only knock so many doors um, before you, but before you, you kind of have that, that breakdown. I want to talk about, when we come back from the break, the fearlessness it took to go door-to-door and how that's played into your ability to just knock stuff out, like podcasting, content writing, all the things that are allowing you guys to have big success now. And I also want to, before we go to the break, see, I want to talk about Paul Hood. Why Hood not? CPAs. Great guy. He's one Great of the sponsors guy. of our workshops. He serves lunch at the workshops, but he's a guy who helps entrepreneurs. If you have a business right now, and you might say on a scale of one to 10, in terms of uh, proactivity, my accountant's like a five, a six, a seven, or an eight. If, you, if your accountant is not proactive, go to hoodcpas.com. Go to hoodcpas.com and schedule a meeting with a proactive accountant today. Stay tuned. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is The Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to get you into a great financial position. And it is always ecstasy when Dr. Z is next to me. Now, Z, we have two unicorn guests today. We have Jerry and Jennifer with Platinum Pest. Yes. These guys were listeners to the program, decided to attend a workshop, now their business has grown by what percentage, Z, in the last 12 months? 338%. And you know what's impressive about them? What's impressive They're about not them? just pest. And they're long. They're platinum pest. Platinum pest, yeah. It's platinum pest. Not gold. I mean, they're not. Isn't platinum more they're than gold? They're not bronze. They no. could have been bronze they pest. They could have been silver pest. They could have been. They could have they're been. They're on the podium. Nickel pest. They're cleared for them. They're on the they're on the metal count. Pest. They're on the metal count. Why couldn't they have been aluminum? They could have been like, you know, barn wood pest barnwood pest which is a fine a fine material fine material brick pest and lawn which oh by the way that was a great move years ago when you when you kiped all that barnwood out of the building next oh, and yeah. you put it into our that's our, a move that's a move that's a move that's that was a, a move that was a legendary move it's taking something somebody doesn't want and turning it into something really cool that's a well, move well it's not about resources it's, it's about resourcefulness there you go Come and on. when i think about people who are resourceful i think about jared and jennifer and i want to i want to go through some of the changes you've made since working may with i Thrive. ask them a quick question oh sure yeah we've talked about the in-person workshop which is our first kind of touchy-feely for jennifer right you know jared had kind of listened to our show a few times and and felt a little. You want to get her complaints, is what you want to do. No, no. I just okay. want. I want to ask them a simple question. So Ed, when you were at the, the workshop, did you laugh or did you learn more? Which one, Jared? Oh, it was it was probably even, I guess. I mean, there was lots of laughs, but at the same yes. time, it was mixed with those with uh, with yes. the learning. I mean, the reason why you came, uh, but the entertainment was definitely there. So it was more of a, a light feel. Time seemed to really fly by uh, before you knew it. I mean, it, it was over, you know. And uh, I do that for you guys. And I'll tell you why, because I spend so much time pr- uh, 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 nailing down and refining the, the the curriculum. Because when I went to college. This is literally how my professor of Old Testament spoke. See, this is my impersonation. Oh, I'm no. not, and I'm not exaggerating. Is it like Oswald Bagels? I want you to hear how he talked. And okay. I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating his All right. tonality. All right. He said this. He goes, all right, everyone, welcome to the Old Testament class. Um, those of you who have graduated from Charismatic Life will know that the Bible 
is an inspired word of God, and we'll be now going through what we would call the Torah. The Torah is, and everyone is asleep. Oh, There's yeah. like 300 ORU students. Like, like if you have insomnia, you sign up for that class, and you have to take it. And at no point does anything apply. Now, I wanted our coaching to be applicable, specific, actionable, funny. Um, and so this, here are the things you guys have. There's a lot of things you've implemented, but I want to go through that. I want to fire through this list of things you've implemented, and I want to get, Jared, your take on this. Implementing checklists. Talk to me about the, the checklists and how you're using those in the business now. Okay, great. Yeah, so we implemented checklists. Jennifer's fantastic at organizing. Uh, together, we were able to organize and come up with checklists, and the, and the technicians have those daily checklists. When they come into the office in the morning time, they take a look at their checklist. Checklist, they check them off. I even have them write down the time when they started the checklist, when they finished the checklist. Um, as, if for each single appointment that they have, they have a checklist, uh, depending on, on what appointment it is. Um, everything that needs to be done, um, everything from a sweeping underneath the eaves of the home to closing the gates whenever they leave. Um, and then also they have a, an end of week, end of day checklist as well that that, uh, that requires them to fill up the tanks with gas, um, turn in the receipts, turn in all, all uh, any payment information. Um, and then also an end of the week checklist as well, such as cleaning out the vehicle, vehicles, uh, uh, taking care of equipment, everything else. You know, people can now find you on Google. Talk to me about how big that's been for the business to generate leads being found on Google. Oh my gosh, that's huge. Uh, actually, earlier in May, um, we had one week where we actually booked more new clients than we did the entire first five months of 2017. Okay, so before we worked with Thrive, the first five months of 2017, we booked more clients in one single week. What? Yes, but here's the thing. The next week, we beat it. Um, we actually uh, brought in more clients what? than that the, the following what? week. And a big part of that Google, is getting on Google. Uh, people can find us. I remember before we worked with Thrive, I decided to, to Google, right, to Google us. And I kept going through page after page after page. Made me start thinking if we even had a website. I couldn't find it, right? And now people are finding us on a regular basis. What's the term that people Google the most to find a pest control company in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Uh, pest Control Tulsa um, is okay. one that, that that's that the one. Okay, yeah, most. and and you can figure all this out. We teach you how to figure that out, so you're not as, you know blindly trying to be top of whatever search. You're like, I think that might no. We can figure it out. And, and you so, guys have implemented scripts because now now that we helped you find the keyword, you're top in Google. Now we've helped you. We've helped you create scripts and that group interview. Talk to me about the imp the impact that scripts have made on your business and the group interview. Oh, yeah. Scripts are, are fantastic. For instance, uh, a couple weeks ago, our uh, our assistant called in sick. And uh, and so Jennifer was at sick. the office. I know. Um, Jennifer was at the office while I was out uh, on, on a few jobs here and there. And uh, and then when the phone rang, Jen really doesn't, uh, she doesn't really thrive in, in, she doesn't really enjoy answering the phone. She gets some anxiety there, but she does such a great job when dealing with it. But however, uh, we had scripts available. And so uh, when the phone rang, she'd open up the script and she'd, she'd just read the script word for word. And that day, we we actually booked nine out of ten clients um, that day. And just hammering on this for all the listeners out there, anxiety is caused by not feeling like you're prepared for a situation. You're not knowing the outcome. So a lot of times if you know, hey, if I jump into the water, I'm not going to die. If I jump off the cliff and I land into a deep water, I'm not going to die. Okay, if I jump into the... But not knowing what's going to happen, that's what causes that. So having those scripts in place is is absolutely powerful. And it frees people up to feel less stressed. And, and I'm just telling you, as an entrepreneur, they can cause a lot of stress. Now, this, now this interview process... Um, oh, yeah. Wes, I want to get your take on this. You at Winners and King, you guys have great people working in your law firm, but how many people do you have to interview before you find one good person? Man, I would say on a good hire, you might look through 40 resumes and interview 8 to 10 people if, if, you're, if you're doing good on a, on a good one where it's a low end. 
Zolhan, I mean, do you do you have any idea how many people do you have to interview Dr. Z before? And I know you have people on your team that do it now for you, but how many people do you have to interview before you find a good fit for one of your businesses? That's an excellent question. I would probably, uh, if I were guessing, I, I could, I could, you know, I could call my my crew right now and ask them. But I would probably say ten percent. I mean, for our level, I mean, you know, it's kind of like depends on what you're hiring from or for, and uh, like doctors, uh, that's a different pool and. Uh, you know, I, I it's a little bit different skew there, but for your average, you know, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen dollar person that you're bringing in to to work the front desk, and I'd probably say, you know, one out of ten at least, maybe more, because it's funny in, in the in my industry, people kind of pre qualify themselves. You know, you don't have a lot of people come in there that uh, think, oh, I'm going to work in a doctor's office, and you're like, look at them going, what are you, what are you thinking? Right. Not so much. It's funny how they'll do that. But I love our group interview concept, you know, and I really love it when multiple businesses team up to do the group interview. Jerry, can you talk about the group interview process and what you were thinking about when you first heard the group interview process and maybe how it's helped you guys now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I heard about I heard heard about it from you talk on the radio, number one. Um, But it it has been such a big change for our business in a good way. Uh, Before, uh, usually someone we'd have to let someone go or someone would quit. And then guess who has to fill in that role? It would be me. Oh, and I would be out in the field. Right. And we'd have an interview lined up. And so I'd rush back to go meet for to, to go have an interview and half the they time they don't wouldn't show, show up. up. Right. Yes. Right. Extremely frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And then from there. So it's just over and over and over and over again. Now I just set a time uh, uh, weekly. Um, right now it's Thursdays at five o'clock. I just uh, have it on the schedule. I show up there. You'll have a group of people there. You talk to them pretty soon. I mean, it doesn't take uh, a lot of uh, it's pretty easy to tell who's going to make it or who's not um, just from that uh, j- just from that interview process. I, I will say this. There are so many books out there about how to find the right person, the right questions to ask. And I will just say this from my perspective, having hired hundreds of people, I don't care about any of that crap. I literally figure out if you show up on time, that's like 80% of the people don't even qualify. What's your favorite color? I, and I ask questions. If you're an animal, which one would no, you No, like be? the other day I asked somebody, just to be funny, I said, here's the deal. This is kind of a big thing for me. If you were doing um, watercolors, what colors would you use? Yeah. Because I just want to see how somebody thinks. And this person right away is like, well, I don't really do watercolors, but I'd probably choose your favorite colors. And I'm like, bam, because that's what that's what customer service is all about is that quick responsiveness. So we talk about expectations, compensations, communication, but you don't need to like overanalyze. You just got to the group interview. We have other podcasts about how to do a group interview. If you haven't heard them, you definitely want to tune in. Now, Z, we always want to end this show with 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 a three and a two and a one and a boom. But before we do that. Before now, listen. Don't before get ahead, we do that. don't get ahead of yourself. No, we can't. We can't. Well, let's talk about two two great things. One, if you want to add on to your building, and see, see, don't doesn't every entrepreneur want to add on to their building? If you don't want to add on, you're you're not thinking right. You want to expand your offices? Well, why not? Expand your church? Let's go. Then you got to go to Williams Contracting. That's will con.com Go big or go home. will con.com Check those guys out. After you check those guys out, and you expand on your office. Just go to thrivetimeshow.com. Book your tickets for our next in person workshop. June 22nd, 23rd? It's going to be a game changer. You game can schedule changer. one-on-one business coaching. You could uh, have access to thousands of videos there for you. Oof. Also, you can listen to this very podcast right here at thrivetimeshow.com. For, for free. So without any uh, further ado, here we go. Which is, which, the three and the two and the one. Here we go. Three, three two, two, one. Boom. boom.